it's your host, Katie, and this is Tea on the Rocks. Happy Sunday or whatever day it is when you find yourself with my voice in your ears. If you're new here at Tea on the Rocks, we discuss everything from what I eat in a day to navigating friendship breakups with a healthy dose of the fun and the feminine. Some might call it lifestyle, but I just call it life. (laughs) My life. So now that I am working essentially just one job, I am hoping to consistently release episodes once a week. I will take a two-week break around the Christmas holidays, but other than that, I am aiming for every Tuesday evening. I know that it's annoying when other podcasts I listen to aren't consistent, whether they're new or they've been long-standing for a few years. So I am just going to try to make a concerted effort to be more consistent now that I have more spare time. Again, happy Sunday. The rain is pouring and it is actually my last Sunday before my last week at my day job, which is crazy to me. I almost haven't wrapped my mind around it. Friday is my last day. I am hoping that this means a lessening of my Sunday sads going forward. But where I am still keeping a Monday to Friday schedule, this has yet to be seen. Of course, now... In theory, I could work whenever I wanted, but I don't want to do that. I still want to keep a consistent Monday to Friday, day shift sort of situation. I mean, for one thing, the clients that I work with, they work Monday to Friday, so I think it's important to be available. And I just kind of want to reclaim my weekends. I've spent at least three or four hours this weekend working on client stuff and It's just, it it doesn't really feel very relaxing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really just want my weekends to be that for me again. And I'm sure there will be times where I work on the weekend for whatever reason, but I'm looking forward to just having a more consistent schedule. And you know what? Like, as far as the Sunday sads goes, I love content writing. I love digital marketing. I just, I love what I do overall which obviously sets it apart from jobs I've had in the past. But work is still work, in my opinion. I do not believe that even the most fulfilled individual who works their dream job and makes millions of dollars a year, 100% still loves working all the time. It's unrealistic and don't fall for that garbage. You know what? Full disclosure, I love Kim Kardashian. You know, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about the Kardashians and maybe we can get into that in a separate episode, but I really don't think for all of her multi-millions and brands and partnerships that that woman loves working every single day. Do you know what I mean? And I think that she's a very hard worker. I think she's up at like 5 a.m. And I don't think it's just happenstance. I think it's all very strategized what she what she does. And, you know, she appeared on SNL recently. So I think it's all very uh, laid out through each calendar year for Miss Kardashian. Anyway, I completely digress. In this episode today, we are going to discuss my personal style, what I wear, why I wear it, and where I buy a lot of my clothing from. But before we get into this, we have to get into the chit chat segments. Let's do it. What am I wearing? You know, I want to say I'm going to retire this one, 
because I'm always, when I'm recording, I'm at home and I'm always wearing my <laughs> sweatpant, if you will, uh, you know, some kind of nightdress or some kind of slobby outfit that really just doesn't bear repeating. And now that I'm going to be at home one zillion more percent uh, for the foreseeable future, it's just, you, you already know what I'm wearing. And you know what? It, it doesn't matter. So let's move on. What show am I watching? I finally started watching You with John. He loves it when I get my head out of my ass and can watch stuff with him. It's it's a bonding experience. He, you know, he loves to watch things. And lately I have felt a bit less overstimulated and stressed out and overworked. So I can, I feel like you can more easily digest and absorb new content. And this goes for stuff that I watch myself too. I actually just finished watching the show Made on Netflix and I thought that was really good. I thought it was really, really well done. Like, I won't even get into it. You just you just have to watch it. If I can sit down and watch that full 10 episode miniseries, then anybody can. So what I just bought, honestly, nothing. I got groceries yesterday, some wine, the same old Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio, we love her. And plans for the weekend. So as I've discussed, this weekend upcoming is the first weekend that I have heading into my shifted career direction, if you will. I'm not even going to say a new job because it's not a new job. I, I've had this job. It's several little jobs. I'm an independent contractor, freelancer, business owner, whatever you want to call it. And this is the first time, of course, as I say, this is the first thing I've really done that I, I care about, that I have skin in the game in. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like in my previous jobs, I just kind of go to work and do the thing and then come home. And I wouldn't really have a lot of emotional attachment to it. But for this one, I do, which I think I'll have to kind of keep an eye on because while I welcome criticism, I still hate it. <laughs> so, and, and I've learned to appreciate it and not to take it personally, but all the same, you know, it, it is still something that I have to kind of separate myself from. I think I am going to do an episode where I kind of deconstruct the first week or first couple of weeks of working from home, tell you how my days go, what my days look like, and just all about transitioning career paths and what that means for me. Ah, uh, yes, let's do a little bit of a Pepper update. Pepper, of course, is our kitten that we recently adopted about three weeks ago now. And she is now about two and a half pounds. And so she's put on over a pound since she's been with us, which has been great. She's 10 weeks old now, and we can really see her start to, to fill out a little bit. She's losing that kind of baby kitten tail. She's growing into her very long legs, and she's just kind of puffing out a little bit. She's honestly really living her best life. She's consistently a mess. Everything's always a drama. She's always... Like if she can't see us, she still weeps and cries and wants to be around. It's not as bad. I shouldn't say that. It's not as bad as it was. She is very attached still, but she, she's a little more independent than she was. She's either harassing Walter or napping. And I will say that she has mellowed out some. And there are distinctions now between her 0 out of 10 and 10 out of 10 modes of operation. 
And Walter and her have become very fast friends. They do everything together. Uh, they sleep together. They eat together. And he's very mindful of her presence and he's very patient with her. And honestly, like I've, I, I love Walter, of course, but I have a new appreciation for his personality because he is a very calm and, and loving cat for the most part. And you can really see that come out in his interactions with her. He has been teaching her how to better clean herself and how to effectively scratch the shit out of our couches. So that's fun. We think that she was a runt and she had to fight for food when she was living with John's aunt. Of course, that's not really his aunt's fault, but I think that's just kind of how the dynamic was with the rest of the cats. I say this because she begs for things like white rice and oatmeal not typical cat things. I have never seen a cat do this for any and every type of food. She's like a dog. She aggressively begs while we eat our meals. Walter is not like this. He will kind of sit passively and watch us eat, kind of hoping maybe that you'll offer him something. We don't, unless it's like chicken. But for Walter, unless it's some kind of tender morsel of meat, like he's not super interested. We have been trying to to redirect her when it comes to the begging, but uh, I, I do think it has something to do with the fact that she's a black cat. I feel like black cats have very distinct personalities. Four or five years ago, I lived with a friend of mine and she has two black cats. And, you know, I thought they were just fantastic. I, I love, I loved her black cats. But I do remember them being pretty food motivated. So maybe that's just kind of what it is. So now let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. Of course, as I say, I want to talk about my personal style. I want to talk about what I wear, where I get my stuff from. For me, I love to wear things that make me feel good but they're also on trend. I like to think that I have a good eye for style and consistently keep in the know, if you will, about what's popular. Some people might call it being mainstream or inauthentic, but I think it is the most authentic thing that you can do to really embrace what is trending and enjoy it and wear it even if a thousand other women are wearing the same thing that's not a big deal. You know, let us wear what we like and embrace our femininity and our sense of style and, you know, get on with your lives. So let's discuss what I wear to bed. And this might be TMI for some people, but I mean, I don't really care. So if you don't want to hear about the fact that I sleep in the nude, then just skip forward a couple seconds. I used to wear a t-shirt and PJ pants, but now I just, of course, as I say, I sleep in the nude or with just underwear on. I do keep a robe uh, really close by in case of emergencies, but I feel better not kind of encumbered by clothing. I think it's kind of a sensory thing. I stopped wearing pajamas to bed probably about four or five years ago, and I've just gotten better sleeps, and that's just kind of the way it is. And my favorite office wear brands. I really love Susie Shear, but recently have been into Shein. I know that Shein is not the most sustainable company, but I always donate what I don't use. I used to sell a lot of my older clothing, but I feel like that's not really my vibe lately to sell clothing unless it's really valuable. 
and Shein is super cheap anyway. So for me, it's just easier to donate. And my favorite loungewear or day off clothing. Once I like something, I will wear it to smithereens. I'm really obsessed with cute, comfy wear, and it's honestly like my primary wardrobe. If I find something that works, like I say, I will wear it until it's threads. On my days off, if I go somewhere, I wear leggings and a big sweater and kind of like big, chunky, like lug sole boots. Obviously, unless it's the summertime, but we have like four months of hot weather, so really that's not relevant. My sweaters I get from, you know, Joe Fresh, Shein, of course, Susie Shear. Sometimes I go on Amazon and get like the big, like unisex Hanes ones. Those are really comfortable and they're cheap too. But when it comes to sweater size, like honestly, the bigger the better. <laughs> I own two pairs of jeans that I simply never wear. Uh, they are American Eagle. I got them like two months ago and I spent like $100 and I just have not clapped eyes on them since. I really should because it was kind of a big purchase. That's a lot for two pairs of jeans or maybe it isn't. I don't know. I don't really buy jeans much, but my favorite leggings are the offline real me ones from Aerie. I have two black ones, one kind of beigey purple and one navy blue. Actually that um, influencer in Ontario, uh, the bird's papaya got me onto them. However, they are kind of three quarter length, like not crops, like gross, but uh, they are not full length. So if I wear them, I wear crew socks underneath to sort of bridge that gap, if you will. My boots, I just get from Just Fab or Walmart. Honestly, I'm not extremely picky. I have, however, been on the hunt for a really good, like, nude slash white pair of boots. I feel like those are really on trend right now and I'm just like obsessed with how it looks. I think it looks so kind of like mod chic vibes, like if that makes any sense. I feel like those boots are really surprisingly versatile. Like and if I'm, you know, doing a little research looking at different brands and prices and such, like with any kind of outfit that they're paired with, it really just kind of goes. I I do feel like it's one of those looks that won't last very long, unfortunately, but I, I really like it. I, I don't want to get anything super expensive because I just don't really love spending big money on clothing or boots because things do go out of style really quickly sometimes. But if I can find some for like 30 bucks, like sign me up. So if I'm just like vibing around the house, I of course will wear a cute nightdress and slippers. Always slippers. I cannot deal with dirty feet, especially my own. I don't like getting socks dirty either if I'm just laying around. So I go to Walmart and I get those $6 open-toed slippers. And then I just switch them out every couple of weeks and throw the old ones in the garbage because honestly, like why waste money if you can't really wash them? That's what I never understood about these like super luxurious uh, slippers. Like how do you clean them? How do you take care of them? Why are you spending $100 on a pair of slippers that objectively, I don't care how often you wash your feet. I wash my feet every day. I, I bathe every day, sometimes twice a day. My feet get dirty. My slippers get dirty. How are you taking care of them? 
you know what I mean? Do you just have like a stash of slippers? <laughs> like for me, it's like the cheaper, the better because I just know how dirty and disgusting they get. Like maybe that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> and in general, like when it comes to how I dress, I am a fairly like pear slash apple shape body type. And that is something that I've really had to work to make peace with. I overall like like my body or maybe I'm just kind of neutral about my body. I don't hate it. There are some days where I feel more negatively about it than other days, but overall I don't hate it because I'm trying to, in conjunction with being healthy, I am trying to just kind of accept it for how it is and not always be in this mindset of like, oh, you know, when I weigh less or when I am smaller, this will fit better or what have you. It's like objectively, yes, maybe it would, but I can still enjoy it the way that it fits and looks on me now. That's okay. I'm allowed to do that. I don't always have to be in a state of flux. I can just sort of accept my body the way it is right now and try to love it a little bit. Even if loving it is just being neutral about it instead of hating on it. As far as what I wear, I like to, I, I tend to favor structured looks that are either top heavy or bottom heavy. Again, if you're an apple or pear shape, you can wear whatever you want. But for me, this is what I prefer to wear. So again, structured looks, top or bottom heavy. As I say, I love a big sweater, like a huge chunky knit with leggings and boots is just like a 10 out of 10 outfit for me. It's comfortable, it's breathable. I find some outfits expire, so to speak. Do you ever wear an outfit and you're just done with it? Like you've worn it for like seven hours, it's almost the end of the workday and you can't wait to just rip it off. <laughs> That's how I feel about a lot of my outfits. And I feel like maybe it's kind of like an undiagnosed ADHD <laughs> sensory thing. But for me, I find that structured outfits like the, the sweater and leggings and boots, it, it doesn't really expire for me. Obviously, you know, there is a point where I kind of want to get into something extremely comfortable, but they don't irritate me in the same way that other outfits might. When it comes to bottom heavy, it, this is more like office wear that I wear the bottom heavy stuff. So if I'm meeting with a client or in the office, I, I like to obviously look a bit more put together than the lounge wear. I will wear kind of wide leg pants with a slim-ish fit, you know, shirt, turtleneck or t-shirt or what have you. And, you know, maybe you just pair it with a cardigan. I like, of course, block-heeled boots and pumps to pair with these outfits. I particularly favor um, not so much a lug sole boot, but just like a pump boot with a block heel for these outfits. I got a pair, um, I actually get most of my boots off of Just Fab, and I got a pair off of there a couple of months ago that I really like, and I... I wear quite a bit. I used to wear a ton of black, but I've learned to really embrace colors that suit me. I love burnt orange, greens, every nude color under the sun, and of course blue. I am quite fair and I have red hair, so I feel like these colors work the best on me. It took me a while to feel confident in cultivating a style and kind of feel like I say, worthy of wearing actual cute clothing. And I'm really happy with the way that I dress these days. 
Don't get me wrong, I still struggle multiple times a week with outfits and definitely have mornings where I'm a little bit late because I just couldn't settle with what I wanted to wear, but overall I feel pretty good about my style. So I hope this gave you a little bit of direction or inspiration to what you for what you like to wear or where you'd like to shop. Again, I have a pretty unique, not a unique, but a body type that isn't really congruent with today's beauty standards. So it means a lot to me that I can share what I wear and what works for me and how I feel in these things. And maybe someone else will kind of feel the same way. And with that, that is all for today. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll see you next time on Tea on the Rocks. Tea on the Rocks.